Here's everything that went right for the Yankees in the 2023 season. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, what's going on? What's up, Stace? Welcome to the show, everybody. Hey, we're going to talk positive things today. What? You could do that on a Yankees podcast? Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. It's possible. Hey, we're still five days a week here on Locked On Yankees, even in the offseason. So we really appreciate you hanging out with us every day and making us your first listen. We're going to talk about the playoffs later on. Of course, just one game, the NLCS matchup between the D-backs and the Phils. Kim Ang back in the news, former Yankees higher up. So we got to talk about that. Also, Nestor Cortez becomes the first Yankee to chat in the offseason publicly. Got to talk a little bit about that. But first, Stacy, overall, number one, yesterday we did everything that went wrong. And you know me, big believer in positive and negative balancing each other out. As is apropos, everything that went right for the Yankees, it wasn't all just terrible. It wasn't. Was it a good season? No. Was it a terrible, terrible, god-awful season? No. Right. So, Stace, <laughs> yesterday when we did the worst stuff, we started with spring training. Mm-hmm. That felt like the natural starting point. Yeah. And I felt like the natural starting point for our conversation today was the absolute best thing that happened. And his name is Garrett Cole. <laughs> and it started on opening day. Can we yeah. just reminisce about the incredible performance that was opening day, the most strikeouts in a Yankees opening day ever. I mean, when you think of who's pitched for the Yankees in the last hundred something years, it's kind of crazy to think that it took that long for that to happen. And, uh, you know, he was going toe to toe with uh, Webb that day because Webb had a lot of strikeouts too against the Yankees. Yep, that was against, was... Yeah. Oh yeah, don't forget, playing the Giants? Yeah. Inter- interleague right. on opening. Yeah, that was like another storyline, right? It was like interleague right. opening day. It was interleague opening day. What if Judge had signed with them? He would have come back to the That's right. To the oh, remember Stadium. the pictures of yeah. like the Arson Judge jerseys? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, that was, we, that were, was, we, were, we were so naive. Those halcyon days of April. <laughs> um, everything about Cole. Like, let's just keep talking Cole. I mean, we're yeah. going to keep doing that in the offseason when he brings home the hardware. <laughs> Um, the finger wag, the famous finger Ugh. wag. Oh, what a moment. What a, what a great moment. Everything against, against, <laughs> against Seattle, everything against did against the blue Jays this yeah. season, uh, becoming the all-star game starter and, and just the strikeouts this year. Like mm-hmm. everything in April was incredible. Right. Then he fell off in May and then everything else was great. Like yeah. just straight up. Everything else yeah. was great. He had five starts this season where he struck at either 10 or 11. That's crazy. It's insane. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. He so. finished really strong. He did really well. He should be the clear runaway winner of the Cy Young. Oh, his last couple of starts. Mm-hmm. His last start. Yeah. His eight, last start was eight, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That was the nine inning two hitter. Mm-hmm. Insane. I was in a big spot too. Blue Jays were fighting. So yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I was so happy to watch Garrett Cole every night. Uh, 
other guys I was super happy to watch, Glaber Torres. Man, yep. what a, what a big season for him. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, obviously it wasn't 2019 because everyone had inflated seasons that year with the juiced ball, but he was the most consistent offensive player for the Yankees all season. You know, there were no extreme highs and extreme lows like with other guys or extreme lows that continue throughout the whole season. He was pretty <laughs> consistent the whole time and consistently good. So that was a nice positive from him. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. Um, I mean, there was a guy that you weren't really you were thinking could be supplanted heading into 2023. And he stepped up in a big way. Like, remember how big his bat was, especially in April? Mm-hmm. Like he was forcing his way into that lineup and that sustained for the rest of the season. That was, that was great, man. I know yeah. he had his blunders, but like, what a great season from Glaber. Yeah. Um, she should be very proud of himself. Um, before running into Tatis, Anthony Rizzo was off to a career start. Like that was a great start to the season. And his average was like over three hundred. He was <laughs> he was incredible. <laughs> oh, and and he was uh, smoking it too. Like he was in the ball hard. Like he was finding gaps. Like his yeah, defense was Anthony field, Rizzo defense. Like, everything like everything was going great. Yeah, it really looked like. Um, you know, I mean, I know I joked about the whole there not being shifts anymore. I'm like, oh, he's going to hit so much better now because of that. And then it kind of happened. And I was like, oh, OK, maybe the season will be Judge and Rizzo together hitting like crazy. And then he runs yeah. into Laurel Fernando Tatis runs into him, really. Right? It was, yeah, was it was 50. He had to reach for the ball. But yeah, oh, that's right. we're staying positive. Yeah, we're staying positive. Right. We're staying positive. Yeah. Um. You mentioned Judge, of course. It, when Judge was there, for seventy to ninety percent of it, it was great, right? Yes. Remember when he robbed Shohei? Ugh. That what a what an unreal game mm-hmm. from Aaron Judge. He hit a bomb and took a bomb. That was unreal. And then everything he did against Toronto, the two homer game, the the block in the eyes thing, like <laughs> I loved it. The breaking it was great. the maple leaf. The maple leaf. <laughs> I mean, hitting it that far and that high and breaking the maple leaf. I mean, come on. Unbelievable. (laughs) He likes playing in Toronto. Loves it. I dare say loves. (laughs) He does so well there. It's kind of funny. Um, You know, there are some players who kind of relish playing in certain home uh, road stadiums. And Toronto was one of those places for judge where, you know, in a different world, he could have gone to Toronto and been like a world beater up there. Yeah. Crazy. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad to have him on this side and yes. we'll, we'll see what he does in 2024 mm-hmm. can't wait till he goes back there um what a night in oakland the herman perfecto yeah yes i know tinged later mm-hmm. we're not doing that today what that night was unreal remember how bad he was the night before like his his previous his start previous start awful Absolutely and then to do that awful. Yeah. and then ta- and then about his uncle who had recently passed away like that was so awesome dude i was so happy for him that night. i was so happy for the yankees that night yeah you know and i know people were poo-pooing it because it was oakland but uh, as i said that night is everyone else no hitting oakland no, no. not even <laughs> no know? hitting perfect yeah, game perfecto. <laughs> yeah you know because whenever yeah. something like that happens you know i know a lot of times the teams that are no hit in a lot of instances you know it happens to teams that aren't that great but if they were really awful everyone else would be throwing perfectos against them so yeah. yeah, it's not hard. It's not easy, man. It's very tough. No. Uh, other things that aren't easy, hitting 400 home runs, which, yes, <laughs> Giancarlo Stanton got to this season, which is, yes, I know we're not doing it today. But right. We're that's, getting positive. <laughs> that was cool, man. That was a cool moment. That it was, was super cool. 
Yeah, that's that's incredible. 400 home runs is nothing to sneeze at. That is just such a that's such a big number. And God, he hits the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he gets a bat, it's 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 beautiful. It's beautiful. Just like I want to watch it on repeat forever. Like even if it's not far, it's hard. Uh-huh. You know, like that walk off grand slam he hit against Pittsburgh in 2022. It didn't go far or high, but I mean, I, I can't even imagine anyone getting hit by that thing. It was like 118 miles an hour. Off yeah, I the think bat. it dented Crazy. the Rob- Roto Clemente. Uh, <laughs> Things I also loved watching was every time Aaron Boone got ejected this season. And of course, the big one against the White Sox was the face, the memes, the lines drawing that. I mean, everything was just chef's kiss, man. Perfection. That's one of my favorite things about Boone. He's just so dramatic and his his ejections are hilarious. Hilarious. I love him. Oh, yeah, that was great. Um, A couple of series that were awesome towards the end of the season uh, when the Yanks in effect, knocked out the Red Sox. It's always a good thing. It's always a good I mean, thing. They were, the Yankees they were booing. Knock, yeah. The Yankees can knock out the Red Sox and then also finish ahead of them. I know the Yankees finished in fourth, but wasn't last place. So that there's a positive. <laughs> yeah. They were, they were booing in, in Fenway. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Take that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, we already mentioned the Toronto stuff, but going into Houston in September and sweeping the Astros. Massive. And that was, of course, Jason Dominguez hitting his first career bomb off of Justin Verlander. What a night, dude. That was a credible night. Unbelievable. That's one of those, you know, I know Michael Kay always says it in some of his calls, but that really felt like a scripted moment. Like, how do you even come up with that off yeah. Justin Verlander? I know it's 40-year-old Justin Verlander, but it's still Justin Verlander. He's still a good pitcher. And for yeah. <laughs> Dominguez to do that, and plus the rest of the game, other guys were hitting home runs off him too. Um just it, unbelievable. Just amazing, fantastic. Uh, you know, God, that series was so good. It was one that of was the last series. one of the last positive things of yeah, the season. Yeah, that was one of the best things, yeah, for sure. Um, and just like some of the the performances individually over throughout the season. I mean, Clark Schmidt, we swing the praises of a lot. He came, I wouldn't say out of nowhere, but man, he really stepped up this year. Michael King turning into a starter. Gosh, I'm so excited to watch him next season. Like, I can't yeah. wait to watch Michael King on the mound again. Um, the proliferation at times of, of Johnny Brito and Randy Vasquez, like they came mm-hmm. out of a semi nowhere as well. They were on the radar, but like for them, especially Brito in the beginning, man, to, for him to perform that way was awesome. Clay yeah. Holmes, 90% of the season, like yeah. what a stud. What a stud. Yeah. That was a good bounce um, back from the latter half of 2022 yes huge bounce back maybe career saving bounce back type stuff Mm -hmm. amazing to watch clay holmes work in 23 just the bullpen as a whole like some of the unlikely cast of characters that would step up and like (laughs) yeah the weaver like all that stuff was great man i loved watching like when the bullpen came in you're like all right stace let's record yeah we we should be good yeah. Um, and then just some of the defensive plays from Anthony Volpe, man, just like watching him glove work wise was it's it's great. Yeah. And even just some of his little moments, you know, some of his what turned into game winning home runs or tying home runs or, you know, like big moments that he had. And yeah, he was fun to watch. And of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up 
the Steve stuff, the minor league stuff, huge seasons from Estevan Florial, uh, Warren beater Thorpe was massive. I mean, Drew Thorpe season was amazing, uh, for him to come out like that. Uh, Richard Fitz pitcher of the year in the Eastern league. We had him on the show. That was awesome. Jared Cerna's big emergence this year. Andre Shaparo's first half of the year was awesome. Like there was some really good stuff. I'm, we're missing a bunch of minor leaguers. There was a whole bunch of really good performances yeah. this year. Uh, and just, Blanket statement, Somerset. Just Somerset season was yeah. so, so great. So <laughs> we had a whole bunch of fun. Look, we know it was a tough year. We know that. And they didn't perform the way that uh, they thought and that everybody wanted them to. But that doesn't mean that everything was bad. This season did have its moments. And we did have fun. And we loved coming here every day, talking with you guys, in the comments, subtexting people, all that stuff. Like It it was a really good year for the show. And uh, we just want to make sure we... We say thank you, you know, like yes. we just want to make sure we say that. <laughs> um, we, of course, are still five days a week. We have a fan mail Friday coming up here in a couple of days. So make sure to reply to that pinned comment here on YouTube to submit your fan mail Friday questions. If you want priority, join the Locked On Yankees Insiders Club via subtext. Episode description has all the information. All right. We're going to step aside. News. Kim Ang out in Miami. What does that mean? We'll talk about that next. October baseball is back and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W... Predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bets. And I don't know about you, but I'd be betting on Bryce Harper to hit a home run, maybe Nick Castellanos. Uh, and uh, yeah, just do that. Do it. It's, believe me, that's a guaranteed bet. So head on over to fanduel.com slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Back now on Locked On Yankees. Hey, everydayers, you're still here, still watching every day. Fan Mail Friday. You guys already know that, but I always got to remind you. You know, I just want it always front of mind. Fan Mail Friday. Fan Mail Friday. Fan Mail Friday. <laughs> Pin comment here on YouTube. It says reply here. Hit that reply button. You submit a Fan Mail Friday question. If you want to get, of course, priority, subtext, episode description. You guys hear me say it every day. All right. Uh, Stace, news from Miami. Kim Ang is not returning as the general manager of the Miami Marlins. Of course, Kim Ang, former AGM of the Yankees, has bounced around in her MLB career, was formerly with Major League Baseball, worked for Joe Torre, yada, 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 yada. I'm taking this from ESPN. This is linked in the episode description, as always. This is the wrinkle of it that I found interesting. For, of course, was interested when she wasn't returning. I went, what? How did yeah. that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is what happened. Quote from ESPN. The Miami Marlins wanted to hire a president of baseball operations over general manager Kim Ng, despite her constructing a playoff team this year, sources told ESPN, leading to her departure from the organization Monday. Ng was offered a contract extension, sources told ESPN's Buster Only, but she turned it down. Stacy, your reaction to this, honestly, pretty surprising news. Yeah. Like you said, 
The first news was she wasn't returning and everyone was thinking, oh, why? Then the news came out that they wanted to hire someone basically to oversee her work. And then I thought, oh, well, that's why. Yeah, I would have left too. <laughs> I would have left. <laughs> why, like, it's one thing if Miami didn't have the year they had. Mm -hmm. If they're like, okay, we need to shake it up. We like Kim Ang, but maybe need a little help here. Right. Is first GM job. I'm playing super, super kind here. Mm -hmm. His first GM job, all that stuff. If it didn't work, okay, I can see trying to get some help. Maybe right. getting an AGM, whatever, whatever. Baseball ops, okay, that's over her head. Mm -hmm. But after the season the Marlins had, there's no excuse that you needed that. None. No. The Marlins always seem to shoot themselves in the foot. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't understand. What what more did Kim Ang need to do? Yeah. I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. She made some great trades. She put together a solid roster. Mm -hmm. She dealt Pablo Lopez, got a batting champ. That's a miracle in its own right. And also didn't really lose much on the pitching front after also losing Sandy Alcantara for like the whole season. Yeah. I mean, yes, he pitched for most of it, but he wasn't himself. He was awful. And... It was basically like they didn't have him. He was so bad all year and then, you know, had to have the surgery after the season. But yeah, who I I mean, do we want to let's just get into it for a second. It feels like they wouldn't have done this if she wasn't a woman. And I hate to say it, but it feels like it. <laughs> I can't I can't make an argument against that. <laughs> I can't I can't in good faith make an argument against that. It's so annoying. She got passed over for so many different GM jobs, and she was more qualified than so many dudes who got GM jobs in the last 20 years. She's been around for a really long time, and she finally got her flowers. She finally got this job, and the Marlins are like, oh, you know, we're going to bring someone in to, you know, just keep an eye on you. Yeah, that's disrespectful. Yes. Again, it would have been maybe would have been slightly different if the Marlins didn't have the season that they had. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of those moves she were just brought in you know, skip. Schumacher, yeah. he was great. Like <laughs> again, what what else do you want? What else did you want for a mm -hmm. season, a, a a team that's made the postseason for the first time in like six hundred years? What, what yeah. did you want? I don't get it. I don't get it. it. It was someone's gonna about to get a really good general manager. Yeah, you know that a lot of people are saying Boston maybe, which I really don't want. No, actually, you know what? Part of me does, and I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Part of me wants her to go to Boston, wants them to do what they normally do, where they do really badly and then win a World Series the next year. And I want her to be the one to win the World Series so the Yankees can just sit there and be like. That should have been our GM. Mm -hmm. Yeah, have that thought. Again, petty, but, you know. <laughs> Here we are. Here yeah. we are. Hey, in lighter news. <laughs> yes. Uh, we haven't seen any Yankee since the end of the season. Just we just uh, have other Other than Aaron Judge posting pictures of himself with Gus and Penny. There's nothing else happening. There's nothing. Nothing else. Like, no <laughs> one's come out and said anything. No interviews. No nothing. No. I haven't seen nothing. Uh, but Nestor Cortez emerges from the shadows to say hello to MLB Network on, yeah. uh, what is it, Tuesday. On Tuesday, uh, chatting with Sierra Santos. Sierra Santos, by the way, awesome. Super nice. Uh, known her for a long time. She's really hmm. great. A couple of things that, uh, and this is linked in the episode description. It's like a 20-minute interview. Pretty easy watch if you want to go check it out. It's not deep. It's a kind of a fluff, but it's fun. You know, whatever. It's off-season. Good to see Nestor smiling. He answered yeah. some fan questions. That was cool. He revealed this, Stacey. For a couple of years, 
He was riding the subway to Yankee Stadium from Times Square. Mm-hmm. What? That's well, bizarre to me. You know what's funny? I feel like this is a thing, though, because you see you see baseball players with hats on all the time. And it kind of really changes what they look like because there's some sure. baseball players that I think look completely different. And then when they come over to the Yankees, like Carlos Rodon, I was like, oh, that's that's him. I'm like, oh, OK, I totally messed. Like, I I don't know if it's a face blindness thing with me or what, but I feel like there are a lot of people who don't recognize people without their hats on. So baseball players can go on the subway kind of the and be completely because, yeah. you know, basketball players obviously can't because no they're chance. too tall to fit in a subway car. So, yeah, I feel like baseball players can get away with that. And especially like, I mean, I think I would recognize Nestor, but there are other guys I wouldn't recognize. Well, you got to he was he said he did that through 2021. OK, if he had done that in 2022. No, there was no way. There was oh, no you yeah, know, the stash would give it away. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was over. Uh, yeah. I just thought that was bizarre because he didn't have a, a plate, a permanent place. So he was staying near Times Square and then he was, you know, riding this. Is he staying with Judge because Judge was near Times Square for a while, yeah. too. <laughs> Um, other thing he revealed, Stacy, and this kind of goes into something we talked about yesterday about the fan survey on the athletic. Every dares saw that episode. Uh, he revealed that Wandy Peralta is maybe the funniest guy in baseball. Wandy, <laughs> Wandy, maybe maybe that's why everyone wants him to come back. Maybe he's like a good clubhouse guy. I think he might be because I, I I'm trying to think of uh, I saw something with them asking questions about people. And a bunch of the guys were mentioning Wandy for so- for something. And, you know, Cole, uh, Donaldson, like it wasn't even just the pitchers. It was like the position players were also yeah. mentioning him. And it feels like I, maybe he could be. I think that might have been a Yes Network TikTok. Maybe. Because you know how they were doing that a little bit, like rocking into the tunnel. They did that. Remember, they also showed it. They did yeah. like do your best Nestor Cortez. Like, oh, my God, Cole. Up. Cole's, yeah. <laughs> He's like, like he didn't twist his long. ankle. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been the most 2023. M- Michael is, King is... almost falls over. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, sorry, Clay Holmes out for season doing Nestor Cortez impersonation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would have been a real 2023 moment for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh again, I'll leave this linked in the episode description. You guys want to check it out again. It's like 20 minutes. It's it's a pretty light, uh, cool chat though, but it's good to see Nestor happy. Uh he talked a little bit about the off season as well, what his plans were and and uh, you know how he's coming back from the injuries that he sustained and the fatigue stuff. So they did talk baseball as well, and he gave some some cool little like insight to to his Hialeah days and all that stuff. So go check it out. It's pretty cool. It's a it's a simple watch. Uh you go watch that after you finish watching this. It's linked down below. All right, we're going to step aside one more time. We come back. Phil's D-backs, game two, NLCS. Let's chat about it. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs is the best place. I'm telling you guys, it's the best place to buy men's shorts and pants. They use anti-stink, sweat, wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. They sent us a couple of pairs a few months ago, and guess what? I'm still wearing them. I still wear my bird dogs. I ain't getting rid of them. I think it's not like, you know, sometimes you get stuff and you're just like, like a Christmas present. And you're just like, no, sorry, grandma. I'm not wearing that. This isn't something. You get this from your grandma and be like, grandma, how did you find bird dogs? Well, you probably get knocked on every dare. They're super comfortable. And of course, you guys can also get a free water bottle. Go check it out when you place an order at birddogs.com. They're going to have something for you. I promise. You go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. 
Enter the promo code LOCKDOWNMLB at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LOCKDOWNMLB for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise. Back here on Locked On Yankees, time for our final segment here today, talking a little bit about the NLCS. All right, Stacey, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run something past you here. So Spencer Strider hmm. had like an interview. It was like one of those like that guy that like records with his phone. Like you've seen those like on Instagram or TikTok oh, or whatever. Yes. And like they were like, what's your baseball hot take? Like unpopular opinion. And Spencer Strider said there should be no fans. Now, wasn't he kidding? Yes, but he did say it. Right. And then what? he got, he got, you know what, on at the bank. Yeah. So that happened. Mm-hmm. And then what happened again? Oh. Merrill Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Talking about, like, uh, it's probably not going to be as loud as it was in Miami during the WBC. I Four runs and five and two thirds, not a terrible outing, but gave up a couple of bombs and then it unraveled from there. So I'm just saying, maybe don't say anything about crowds when it concerns Philadelphia, even in the slightest. Yeah. Um, yeah. All three hits were home runs that he gave up. That's. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like he didn't pitch badly, really. Uh, outside of the home runs, he was doing pretty well. Um, but. <laughs> and then the wheels fell off. Big time. In the uh, seventh. So. Yeah. I mean, they were falling off. They were wobbling like crazy. Right. They Yes. Like and they then Evan were, Longoria kicked them off. Yeah. They were like the shopping cart with the wobbly. <laughs> yes. You know, and then it just went, it fell off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Walmart shopping cart. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, we said, I th- did I say it yesterday? The Phillies are just built for this. Mm-hmm. They're just built for this. And this is how I know. Every time they show the on deck circle on TBS, I go, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's that's like every, when you know every guy. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you go. Like every like, guy comes up. It's like, <laughs> there's no, there's no rest. You no. can't take a guy off. There really isn't. Um, you know, and they had everything working. The pitching was um, good. Defense. Alec Bohm made like three plays that were like, crazy um and uh oh outfield play also um i like how the outfielders really like each other i think everything's working (laughs) everything show show me something that isn't working for philly right now that they don't get to play at home every day the schedule yeah i think that's that's what the problem (laughs) is thing that's the only thing it is i think i heard the crowd through my window in new york that's how loud it was i mean jesus it was so loud i was like wow yeah yeah and i was thinking about it i haven't been to a playoff game since 2011 and i used to go all the time with my season tickets and i miss it like i really 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 miss it um the one time i really wish i had been in a playoff game was the 2017 of all things alcs because the three middle games in yankee stadium good and that was a bummer that I wasn't there, but I missed that atmosphere. You know, the people behind the plate in Philly are sitting, but the people in this, the rest of the stands are all standing just like almost the entire game. It's unbelievable. I missed yeah. that atmosphere so much. I'm last pl- last playoff game, I went to 2014 ALDS game one. 
Angels mm. Royals. And like the energy was good walking in, but there was nothing really to talk about during the game. It was a pretty, it was a stinker. And we're like, great. I don't know if I've said this. I don't think I've said this on the show. I don't know if I've told you this. Uh, we, everydayers know, we talk about the 2009 season a lot with your mm-hmm. fandom and my growing up fandom. I had tickets to that World Series. I had tickets oh. to game one of the 2009 World Series. Yeah. Um, someone gave me game seven tickets because they were convinced that the Yankees were going to blow the games and make it a seven game series. I'm like, they're winning in six. I predicted it before the series started. I said, they're winning in six. And before game six, my coworker gave me tickets to game seven and I was home. And part of me was like, no, I don't want to be at a game seven. Not for the World Series. No, no, no. So I was very happy with Hideki Matsui's performance. My last playoff game, they lost to Detroit in 2011. Um, I went to two games in a row, actually. <laughs> the resumption of a rainout from the night before, because nice. a friend of mine from Virginia couldn't make that game. He had to go home. And then my brother and I got tickets at the last minute for the second game, and they lost that one. So yeah, the last playoff game I went to, they lost. Womp womp. Yeah. Nice. I mean... To, to your point of having tickets for a game seven, I had game seven. I went to a game seven hockey ducks knocked out by the Preds. That was super fun. That was a great feeling to walk out of that building and go like, oh, well, season's over. Cool. Sweet. I had a great time. Yeah, I was at, I yeah, was at losing the, a game seven. It's terrible. I was I was at a losing game five against Cleveland in uh, 07. That was my last playoff game at the old stadium because they didn't make the playoffs oh. the next year. And I was like, yeah. Really? <laughs> That's going to yeah. be my last playoff Those memory in this place? Those are gambles. Those are gambles. I remember I had a childhood friend. Last last playoff ticket story. Childhood friend growing up. Uh, co-worker of her dad's. I was like, hey, uh, I got an extra ticket tonight. Do you want to go? Game 7 of the 2002 World Series. And just happened to be there. Sure. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah. Yeah, you'll go. So, <laughs> hey, it's a crapshoot, man. Mm-hmm. All of it is. All of it is. But if you get tickets, even if it's a game seven, I think you should go. Just That's just my two cents. Either way, you're going to watch something. Kalana Pin something. something. <laughs> yeah, something. Uh, hey, what was the last playoff game you went to? Tell us yeah, in the comment section down below. Yeah. And uh, is it it for the D-backs? Are you, are, you, are you out? Or do you think they can turn it around at Chase Field? We'll oh, see. Oh, no, I think, I, I think they can. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know down in the comment section, of course, everything else about Kim Ang, about Nestor's interview, uh, the best moment, the season for you, all of it. We want to hear it down below here on YouTube. Uh, don't forget, coming up on Friday, Fan Mail Friday, you have a couple more days to reply to that pink comment. So do that now here on the YouTube side, and you can get on the show here on Friday. And that's going to do it for today's Locked on Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow. 